Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got sport the commentary to what if you commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, eats and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hoggy and nonsense. I'm Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, where I ruined the opening of the show by not having my microphone recording. Uh, I'm uh, Ryan Lambert from Elite Prospects, a site uh, brought down by people frantically Googling who Peyton Krabs is. Mm. <laughs> Theathletic.com slash NHL, 50% off today. This is Sean Gentilly. <laughs> There he is, folks. The uh, shot of the day is Gentilly for what should be an epic uh, episode. Uh, folks, it is uh, uh, Jack Eichel trade day, finally. Uh, th- thanks to the Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabres for making this thing happen before we started recording, uh, breaking the usual puck soup tradition, which is to have the trade occur uh, 10 minutes before the show ends or 10 minutes after the show ends. Yeah. Um, I was convinced last night it was going to happen during uh, the AEW show and I was going to have to n- stop watching AEW. Oh, my God. Was, Can you imagine I the tragedy? I was preemptively that? pissed. Oh, it worked out great. And I saw missing, some pretty good missing, matches. Missing uh, FTR against Kalisto and somebody? It would have been a, a real tragedy. Trade drops during, during the big Miro Orange Cassidy showdown at the end. I would have been beside oh. myself. <laughs> well, it sounds like you all watched it, so shut the yes. fuck up. I'm, I'm being sincere. I don't, know what, I don't know what ESPN's doing over there. Le- Lambert would have slowly put his hands in his pockets and sulked. <laughs> That's right. Bald, ca- bald Cassidy, you mean? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, wow. That's, that's not even a joke. His hair is orange. His hair is orange. His hair is that's right. orange. It's whatever. That's why he's Orange Cassidy. What do you think? He's Orange Cassidy because he has an affinity for the state of Florida? Come he's on. He's, his hair is orange. He's, it's, it's not orange. What the fuck are you talking He's a blonde man. It's a strawberry blonde. Oh my god! To orange, Stra- strawberry? Are you you English, buddy? Oi, oi, Craig Wyshynski. You know, I realized the other day listening to an interview uh, on the Big Picture that my my British accent guy is just Edgar Wright. It's <laughs> mm. did you see that? About, by the way, are we talking about Orange Cassidy now? Oh man! Did you see that new movie? I oh, didn't yeah. because you Kinda said it. Stinks. I didn't because you said it sucked. Like I, so I, I feel like I can drop it down the queue a little bit. Kind of. I'm stinks. bummed about that. I just rewatched Shaun of the Dead over the weekend, and God, oh, damn, there's a film. Movie is mm-hmm. so fantastic. So anyway, Jack Eichel got traded, huh? To the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, the Buffalo Sabers, whom you'll remember Jack Eichel played for at one point, uh, acquired forward Alex Tuck, center Peyton Krebs. And draft picks. And here's the draft picks. If the Vegas first round pick in 2022 is not a top 10 pick, then Vegas will transfer its first round pick to Buffalo and its own second round pick in the 2023 draft to Buffalo. And Buffalo will give them their third round pick in 2023. But if Vegas' first round draft pick in 2022 is a top 10 draft pick because everybody's hurt and they suck and, and Eichel doesn't play... Vegas will transfer its own first-round pick in the 2023 draft to Buffalo and its own second-round pick in the 2024 draft to Buffalo. And then Buffalo will transfer its own third-round pick in the 2024 draft to Vegas. So that's why this trade took so fucking long. That's a long Uh, way. That's a lot of words to say that this was about fucking Peyton Krebs. (laughs) That's why this happened. 
Vegas was right. holding out for Peyton Krebs. That's why. That's why this deal was done now because they finally squeezed Pey- because Buffalo finally squeezed Peyton Krebs out of Vegas. Well, let's talk about squeezing. Uh, in the 24 <laughs> hours Cassidy. leading up to this trade, <laughs> in the 24 hours leading up to this trade, we had an incredible moment, which was the Buffalo Sabers transparently leaking a fake trade proposal from the Calgary Flames 100%. to try to get the Vegas Golden Knights to up their ante. The, the, so, someone told Kevin Weeks that Matthew Kachuk was going to be traded for Jack Eichel, along with like a bunch of other shit, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was it, kind it, of implied like Sean Monahan. Maybe like uh, Harry, yeah. Like I don't know how fake the Kachuk stuff is. You think it's for reals? I wouldn't say it's fake. I well, I, uh, Andy Strickland said it was fake, and he's like <laughs> no less he's authority. Like, he's like the third Kachuk brother at this point. He's so tight with the family. Yeah, if if only the trade was would only involve the Sabers and the Blues and the Kachuks. Like, there's another team involved here. This, this is true. So now hold on. Even if we say that the Kachuk thing wasn't fake, and it may not have been, because let's face it, like he is probably going to leave Calgary. Right? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. It definitely was. It was definitely leaked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was definitely leaked. Um, it, do you think that's what got Peyton Krebs? Do you think it worked, or do you think that they they were, like were trying to even angle even higher than Tuck and Krebs? I, the the vibe I got is that it was Krebs or Tuck. And that this is maybe what got them talking Krebs. I don't know. That's that's an educated guess, though. Right. That they that they uh, did not have to choose between those guys, and instead got both of them. That's insane that that was even under consideration. That would be an either or. It would be. Like, it would have been someone else. Like 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 the the other the other packages, as I've kind of understood them, is that um, it was you know Krebs plus plus or Took plus plus, not Krebs and Tooks plus. That makes sense. Tuck plus, tuck plus plus. Tuck plus. <laughs> um, all right, Lambert. What did you think of the trade? Uh, for for the thing, uh, Sean stole blatantly from no, me. Hundred uh, percent. Oh no, this is so rude. That's it. That was my big like. I can't believe that we waited fucking nine months, and they were like, "Oh, like a, a trade you would have sketched out." Um, I don't know. Like kind of idly on a on an HF boards post nine months ago is exactly what fucking happened. And, we waited by the all way, this fucking time. All these oh, talks of cool. Well, they could heat up, but they've cooled, and now they're heating up, and now they're cooling again, and now it like there it's on the one yard line, like Emily said the other yeah, day. Yeah, like fucking. Yeah. This was a trade they could have made at the draft, and everyone would have been like, oh, okay. Makes First sense. of all, not not the HF boards, the Vegas Golden Knights section on the HF boards, where they're like, "What if we gave up Tuck Krebs a couple picks? I think that gets you Eichel." I, th- I think in that scenario, the second would have been a fourth <laughs> if it was if it was a Knights fan, but I otherwise thought, you'd have been right. like, "Yeah, okay." But, and also, if it was the HF boards, you'd have to have seven paragraphs of justification. Tuck from Syracuse would like play in Buffalo. Yeah, that's right. And you got to be really pissed about giving up Peyton Krebs. Like that was the vibe right. that I picked up on when I was just doing, you know, just seeing what was written about Peyton Krebs and Jack Eichel six months ago. And people are like, I don't know, if Vegas can give up Peyton Krebs. Uh, they, they can. They can give up Peyton Krebs. Actually, well, here, yeah, fine. 
here's the thing about Peyton Krebs. Like, I'm sure he could be a very nice player, and I'm sure, like, you know, the, 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 the danger is there that we'll look back on this as another Nick Suzuki thing where they sold on a young center before they should have. But I had some, I was talking to someone who works for a team today, and they're like, if Peyton Krebs is so fucking good, how is he not in this roster? Like, That's he's, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't cost anything against the cap, and they have no centers. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, like, he is a guy who, um, he scored, like, I think almost two points a game last year in junior, and so everybody was like, oh, shit. And, of course, you know, again, last season was fake. He played, like, 15 games or something. <laughs> so, you know, like, I'm not I'm not going to get too excited about, like, WHL numbers from the COVID season. But, um, mm. you know, he I, I looked it up this morning. Uh, EP Rinkside has him at had him Ooh. as the 11th best like drafted prospect in the world, you know? That's not bad, but also like nobody on earth is like this kid is like a future superstar. Mm-hmm. Right. Where with Nick Suzuki there was at least a lo- a, a fair bit of like yep. seems like this kid's going to be really fucking good. Right. Um, um everybody's like grand, yeah, the, he's good. <laughs> the grand Krebs. tradition of the Vegas Golden Knights trading away first rounders either drafted or just the pick to get things. It's incredible. Like that it, it all comes from when your owner has been, you know, fucking uh, Gollum with the ring obsessed with winning a cup since he got the franchise charter uh, is when you start trading away your futures like this but I mean like in this case obviously it's fine you know trade a first that will probably end up being in the lower 20 and then trade Krebs to get Eichel well see I wonder uh, about that right mm-hmm. because it's like oh the, they, they suck this year the, they've been really bad so far Vegas, right but it's protected so, so it doesn't matter well right like, so but like it, you know that's what I wonder about is, like, how they fucking got Buffalo to right. agree to that. I don't think it's so, crazy that they end up as one of the – as one of the. <laughs> do I think it's likely that that pick ends up as the eighth or whatever? Like, it's not likely. But I think – I think it's possible at least. Like, I, I think everyone, it's very everyone, possible. Everyone writing it off is like, oh, this will just never happen. Don't worry that it's pick protected. I mean, clearly someone worried about it. So they should worry about yes, it. They, they're bad. Those guys, I know. Those guys out of the lineup, they're a terrible team. They, 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 the fucking Toronto. I, I, Jason Bruff, our friend in Vancouver, had the, this great line this week where he's like, he's like, you know, it's the first time I looked at their <laughs> roster since 2017 and actually thought they were an expansion team. It's like, like, it's like, my, Bruff is like pitch down Babcock. My buddy yeah. said that they're an expansion team now. My buddy said that. <laughs> uh, the. the Fucking, it could easily be a thing where they get into the top ten in the draft. Now, Sean, you and I both wrote our trade grades before we hopped on the podcast. Mm, yes. Let's let's. I'm, I'm going to say one, two, three. You say what you graded Vegas. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. A minus. A minus. Hey, look at us. <laughs> We're a minus buddies now. Okay, ready? Buffalo, and I I guarantee you mine is going to be higher because mm-hmm. I know how you grade bad grades. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. C minus. C. All right. I gave him a C because I do have a certain amount of sim- sympathy nope. for Fuck the circumstances. Nope. Wow, the fucking circumstances that there's no trade market, nope. Lambert. It's their fault. There's no trade it's market. It's their fault that there's no trade no market. They should no have points. traded him before they he got hurt last no. year. They should have traded him before he got hurt. What are they, a soothsayer? They know he's going to fucking get hurt during a game? What do they have, the yeah, sports no, they've, almanac? They've certainly had no control over the over the process over the last six months of anything to do with Jack Eichel. If only there were, I, if only there were something they could have allowed Jack Eichel to do to have his trade value rebound and, and, uh, and, and be able to do this. They, 
In fa- now, in fairness, now there's in fairness to them. Okay, there legitimately were teams that could not trade for him mm-hmm. because their own medical staff didn't want him to get mm-hmm. the surgery. Sure. So you had to take them out of the equation. There were teams that you thought would be in the market for Jack Eichel, but decided I like our plan better, like the fucking Kings and like the Rangers. In the Kings' case, like they probably would have made this trade two years from now, but they certainly don't need him now. They're not they're not ready for that yet. And so, like, the market for him was not robust. I, I think it should have been more than two teams. Where, where I will fault them, and I wrote this in the trade grade, where I will fault them is this. They could have retained salary. And, and retaining salary on this deal would have been weaponizing cap space in a way that we've seen teams, other teams do it, like Carolina getting a first for Patrick Marlowe and shit like that. That was what this would have been. If you pay five, $5 million a season until 2026... Do you understand how much better this package would have been from yeah. another team? No, that's a really Fuck. that's a really good point. And guess what? They didn't do it. That's another thing do they it. didn't do. Right? They didn't do it. I felt Correct. like a C minus was generous. I, I had them. I had them at yeah. a D plus for most of it. Yeah, I think that's about right. Here's the here's the fucked up thing that I've been thinking about this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say Jeff Skinner doesn't shoot seventy five percent that one season. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. this state? Like, none of this shit fucking happens, right? Like, they don't extend him for a billion dollars and a million years, right? Like, they don't, you know, like, th- that that one guy going off that one season fucked this team so hard. Just a chaotic, a chaotic well, contract. I, I mean, the fucking began before that, didn't it? Or, or, or when did the O'Reilly trade happen? Was that after Skinner or before Skinner? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, because look, the like they, they... the O'Reilly trade gave this entire franchise PTSD. Like they fucking whiffed on it so hard. Um, there's like Tage Thompson and then Ryan Johnson are the only two parts of that trade left. And you don't Tage know Thompson what you have. sucks. So. And Tage Thompson sucks, and you don't have with yeah. Not only does Tage Thompson suck, but like to 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 go back to the Peyton Krebs point from earlier, like. That's the kind of prospect they should have gotten for O'Reilly. They wanted Cairo and they wanted Thomas. And, right. but, and, and, and so St. Louis is like, fuck off. And they're like, all right, we'll take Tage Thompson. We'll take and Tage Thompson. Didn't had, score a single five-on-five goal in his draft year. Or I maybe a, one. I can't I had remember. A beer, now, I had a beer with my buddy a couple days ago. He's a Sabres fan. And, my buddy. And my buddy. The idea of them, like he was basically just like sitting at the bar with his head down, like mumbling about Patrick Berglund. Like he was like, he was like... <laughs> Right. He was like, we can't, I, I can't, I don't think I can handle that again. So right. he's, you know, I t- touched base with him earlier. He seems like he's just, and I'm sure this is the attitude, and based on the comments, it seems like it's true too, where Sabres fans are just like, fucking fine. Like, oh, okay, like like this is this is it, it's over, the package isn't that bad. Like, can we all please, can can we please move on? And I un- And I understand that. I'm just not willing to grade this on a curve for situation for a situation that largely was in the Sabres' control, and we're talking about the injury stuff and 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 the, and the surgery stuff in certain ways, the last six months have gone down. Yep, the surgery stuff I don't think was as in control as you make it out to be. Okay. If you had teams that were like, I can't, I can't, yeah. like, how did GM tell me? How did GM tell me I can't get into this market because our medical staff won't do it? Like they just they just won't they won't let him have the disc replacement surgery. You mean correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. So it's like I I I think the salary cap stuff is very much controllable, and that's a fuck up. Mm -hmm. I think the surgery stuff is one of those circumstances that's out of their control, and I think it certainly affected the trade market. Needless to say, you got to make it a a situation where you have more than two teams in in the final round. Well, LeBron saying Carolina was in on it. 
uh, also. Uh, but, you know, is that real? Who, who fucking knows? By the way, the Skinner trade was like a month and a day after the, uh, after the O'Reilly trade. This contract or the, or the trade? The trade, because he had a year. Okay. I'm, if I remember right, he had a year right, okay. left. So the, so the Skinner contract psycho. happened a year a year after the, the O'Reilly trade. Uh, let's see here. Jeff Skinner extension. Googling on the show. It's perfect. It's always good. Uh, yeah, look, yep. Look it up, like, Lambo. Look it up. I did it. And, it, and it's yeah, June 7th. Eight years, $72 million. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he had one insano year. Oh my god. Uh, that is not that is not what any any Sabres fan wants to hear. Yeah. But if they do want to hear something, I suggest you use our friends at Raycon. Okay. You know, it's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays. <laughs> especially because today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day, the Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is a proud sponsor of Puck Soup, and we are proud users of Raycon earbuds. You know, Sean, I've gotten into the whole thing of, like, running for health. Whoa! I did that during, I know, during during the pandemic. I've enjoyed jogging. It's my it's my podcast time. I don't really listen to podcasts outside of two places. One, doing the dishes with one Raycon in my ear so I can also hear my wife talk. And two, putting both Raycons in both of my ears and going for a jog. They don't fall out of your ears. That's the best thing I can possibly say about the Raycon earbuds besides the fact that the sound quality is amazing. Comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. The new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. Pure mode, that's for podcast listening. Balanced mode, you could listen to podcasts or heavy metal. And bass mode, if you're listening to, oh, I don't know, EDM like Lambert does. They offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. There's also a built-in mic so you can take calls in your earbuds with the press of a button. So go to buyraycon.com slash puck today. It's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash puck today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry! You must hurry. This offer is available only for a limited time, so you don't want to miss it, or else they'll take Peyton Krebs off the table. That's <laughs> buyraycon.com slash puck to unlock up 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash puck. Um, here's the thing about the, the package that the Sabres got back. I don't hate it. I think it's better than the O'Reilly trade, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, Krebs could become something. Tuck, I actually like Tuck a lot. I, yeah, I, he's Tuck good. to me is kind of like, I kind of, I kind of think he's like a, 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 a less aggressive Keith Primo, if that makes sense. Like a guy who scores you goals, doesn't necessarily drive your, your line, um, but can be a good, reliable power forward. And I think actually, you know, as we look at Jack Eichel not having played a single playoff game uh, in his career, like Tuck was pretty fucking good yeah. for them in the playoffs. Like yeah. he was not part of the problem. You know, he's gonna. Playoffs. You know, you know, he's gonna love Tuck. Donnie Meatballs, baby. That's a Don. That's right. That baby. is a Don. Yeah, that's absolutely. a Don Granado player. No, I, I felt. Yeah. Ba- I felt like I was kind of giving Tuck short shrift in the in the write up that I did because I really, I really do like him as a player, and I like him as an asset for Buffalo because he's still he's still young. He's twenty five. He's as old as Jack Eichel. He, he was mm-hmm. draft year draft year before, but same age. <clears throat> he's been productive. He's cost. He's cost controlled. Worst comes to worst, like he's a guy who's always gonna he's gonna have value throughout the duration of that contract, right? So if stuff right. completely goes sideways, you know, you either get a good player who can contribute and and be fun and give give a he's a player that fans could you know at least hang something on, or he's gonna be a dude who you can flip for more. Like I like I like getting tucked. The, my issues with the deal have nothing to do with him get, him being involved. He's a good player. 
Yeah, and and signed through 2026, so he's a controllable asset. And and he did. I saw a story by Bill Hoppy from a few years ago that said that he had 400 friends and family come to see his game in Buffalo when the Knights came through. Ooh. Imagine that. Imagine somebody who loves being in Western New York as much as Alex Tuck, or, and now he's a saver. Or, Very or imagine having 400 people who wanted to see you do anything in any capacity. How many people do you think that you could wrangle, Sean, to do watch you do something? To, to watch me work. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, six. We've had like two hundred and fifty people at a live show before, so I think that's probably like the most. I think mm-hmm. I could wrangle. Maybe I. I don't know. Do I know two hundred and fifty people like personally? I think so. I two hundred fifty people think they know you at least. They'd come. Oh, fuck, it's true. You think you know me? Mm-hmm. Hit the music. Got no idea, bro. Um, so, all right. So I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, I feel bad for Buffalo, but, but here's the thing I, 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 I feel, I don't feel bad for Buffalo about besides the, the lack of salary retention. Like, I know the surgery part of this is, is something you can't ignore, but like, it feels like all of this began way before he got hurt as far as him wanting out. Like there was rumblings last summer that he wanted out and it's just kind of like, you fucked up your franchise so bad that yeah. this franchise player no longer wants to be a part of the franchise. And to me, that's kind of like the rot that we're dealing with. Yep. This is the end result of it. Yep. Yeah. This is the cost. This is, this, yeah. is, this is the bill for sucking shit for the, for the last, you know, 15 <laughs> years. Right. And suck, sucking shit for the last 15 years. And then also, like, changing the direction of your franchise whenever, like, every two years because you're firing GMs and firing coaches. And well, because blah, blah, blah. it's because you're like, oh, we have blank now. We're ready to compete. And, like, first it was Jack Eichel. Then, oh, wait, okay, we, we have Ryan O'Reilly. That guy sucks, I guess. So he's going to go. But now we have Jeff Skinner. So now we're ready to right. compete. And now right. we have Rasmus Ristolainen. And we're ready, like... And, you know, I'll put it this way. You know, uh, you can't you can't ever, like, finish your rebuild if you're just like, we're not doing a rebuild every three years, you know? Right. And, in fact, we never were. What? Fuck here's, you. Where, here's where I'll give Kevin Adams the most credit, I think, is, like, the level of emotion in Buffalo, whether it's the fan base, whether it's it, the – the volatility and the reactivity, whether it's from the fan base, whether it's from the ownership group, <laughs> like it's been high for years, understandably. Like they're they change on dimes, and in the in the course the course always shifts. And oh wait, uh, Jeff Skinner's good. Let's pay him four hundred million dollars over over thirty five years. Like the fact <laughs> the fact that Adams at least you know seems like a ste- like. This was not a deal made out of emotion, clearly. He took months and months and months to, to consummate it and at least got what he wanted. Like, he clearly wanted Krebs. You can quibble with that as, as much as you like, but that that is the piece that he mm-hmm. wanted, and he held mm-hmm. firm and got it. So I got to give him some amount of credit for, you know, being a steady emotional hand at the wheel because because of the nature of, of the Pagulas, that, always ha- that hasn't always been the case, whether it's them leaning on... Leaning on front office, you know, for uh, for splashy moves or this or that, like he, yeah, he he, he did a, he did a good job. If there's some if there's something for Sabers to be Sabers fans to be excited about, I think it's that. I think he did, and I, and I also think that like 
there was a lot of external pressure to just end this mm-hmm. drama, you know, and, yeah, and, and have everybody kind of move on. And and he he held he held tight. I mean, I I still think, like we said, there are probably ways to have finessed a better market for Eichel, but he did a, he did all right. So let's talk about the Golden Knights part of this because we really haven't yet. Yeah. Um, what in the fuck are they going to do about their salary cap? Uh, they're not going to resign whichever one of Riley Smith and and Jonathan okay, cool. Marsh, so is up. What, what are they get? What are they going to do about their salary cap in April? Um, are they going to are they going to couture off uh, Eichel? Because that's the only way I see they're out of. Because well, if you don't if you don't couture off Eichel, then you're going to probably have to get rid of Riley Smith and Alec Martinez to fit him in. Well, I think the the last thing I saw was that uh, Stone might be out for the entire regular season. One of those guys is going to be hurt. Yeah. Like, Pacioretty's going to have a setback, or Stone's going to be out for the, for the rest right. of the regular season. That's what's going to happen. Those are the, yeah. those are the guys that are going to get Kucherov, not right. Eichel. But there's going to have to be somebody Kucherov, or else you're going to have to break up the team that you, you just acquired Jack Eichel to help try to win a cup this season. Well, yeah, now, and like the I summer, said, right? The summer is a different deal. The su- they have 17 players under contract for next season, um, and they're going to be able to – I mean, they're going to lose Smith off the cap. They're going to be able to finagle some other stuff. Like, the, the summer is not the problem. And also, like, also the problem like not, is, is, is adding them this season. Yeah, and not, not for nothing, Tuck doesn't – Tuck makes almost $5 million against the cap. Like, that's, like, that's at least a little chunk that – that went out like that doesn't right that, that counts for that counts for something what i assume vegas thinks is that some idiot gm is just going to bail them out and fix their problems for them probably that's what's right done, that's what's been done throughout the entire throughout the entire history of the franchise yeah and the, all right the uh, r.i.p stan bowman by the way so yeah the, the other thing to say though again is that like they were two weeks ago i saw something of they think mike uh, mark stone might be out for the whole season so like if they if they're operating under that assumption <laughs> already, right? Like mm-hmm. even before making the Eichel trade, well then there you go. Like this is an easy uh, this is an easy call for them. The only re- how many se- how many seconds after including Peyton Krebs in the trade did they uh, decide that Mark Stone was going to be out for the entire? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, that was a th- that was on their vision board. That was on. <laughs> That was on the Kelly McCrimmon vision board, where it was like Peyton Krebs season ending season ending injury for Mark Stone. Like he he secreted it into the in, into being. Also, yeah, also, and I'm sure I'm sure the I'm sure the NHL will be very vigilant in checking on all of these things, fantastic. being that you know the Vegas Golden Knights are only four years removed from paying them a fuck ton of money. Yeah, you all, you also get somebody to take Dodonov off your hands, right? Like that's the yeah. that's the other easy solution here. I don't know who's going to do it, but like. That's the thing. You're you like, can trick somebody. There's always some idiot out there for sure. So. Here's here, here's a question: How long will the 2017 expansion draft like keep bearing fruit for the Vegas right. Golden Knights? They had right. the only reason Tuck was on the team was because Minnesota handed him over so they would take fucking Eric Hall or or, or, or whoever it was. It was, was the only reason. The only reason he was on the team in the first place. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So that they still have they still have assets that they fleeced dumb GMs for four years ago. It's wild. Ron Francis just kicked his television. He's just like so fucking angry. Where is Dale Talon? Did, 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 why did Chuck Fletcher learn his lesson? Why? I'm so excited to see Eichel play with Patrietti and Stone. Oh my god, that line is world. that is best line in the universe level good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry. I just can't wait. <laughs> but I don't know. Is it is is it Chandler Stevenson's spot to lose? Who who can say? <laughs> well, that, well, that's the other thing too. Like when you look at this team, I mean, assuming that they're all going to still be there, but like now you move. William Carlson down to where he should be, which is like mm-hmm. a second a second line center, and 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 you have I mean the Misfits line is fucking great too. Mm-hmm. Chandler Steve Chandler Stevenson gets to be a third line center now, yeah. and that'll be fine. Like it resets great, their center yeah. depth in a, in a way that's like really fucking impressive. They might be they might all of a sudden all of a sudden have the best center depth in the in the conference. Yeah, because you immediately go from like an over like what was William Carlson overextended first line center, and now yeah, and now he's just a, he's a great second line center. It fixes yeah. it. It's it's amazing what getting a potential top five player on earth can do to your to do to your roster. That's right. Makeup. It's wild. Do you? I mean, is there any part of you guys that's like worried about his health, or do you think that it's all hype and like the surgery will happen and he'll be fine? People I've talked to, like in in, in PT and, and and all that stuff, I, I've it feels like something's Pri- happened. Prime prime time. That's or? right. Prime time. Okay. Deion Sanders, yeah. baby. No, in like in like physical therapy and, and, and all and all that sort of stuff. I think, I think the disc replacement is um, even over the last year or two. It, it's it's kind of wild to see the the uh, the amount of confidence that people have in that now versus even a couple years ago. I'm mm. I'm happy that he gets to have the disc replacement because it affords like he, that means he's not going to have another operation when he's when he's uh, 40, when he's, right, he's thirty five or, or 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 whatever. If this is really a one and done thing. You know, congrats to Jack Eichel. He doesn't have to spend the rest of his life getting getting uh, getting cut open. So whatever. Mm, yuck. Uh, did you know Deion Sanders is coaching? Uh, sure did. Yeah, a college. It's Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Do you know that they call him Coach Prime? Not only do they call him Coach Prime, he has he attempted upon it. <laughs> he has attempted yes to uh, force media to call him Coach Prime as well. Like during press conferences yes. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that would annoy that would annoy me more than people referring to Brian Burke as Berkey during press it's conferences. It's brutal. It's brutal. I, it's brutal out there. Cla- <laughs> Timely. <laughs> do you have? A, I forgot to ask. Do you have a sour power ranking, Gentilly? I don't think we've talked about. You know what? I don't. Go. I don't. I, Dom does. I just use it as an opportunity to like. There's a fucking surprise. Yeah, to to, to have like to have like old old man whining. Like yeah, I like the, I like the song that sounds like Courtney Barnett, and I like the song that sounds like Paramore. Oh, that's so fun! I like the one that sounds like Elastica, and I also like the one that sounds like Taylor Swift. So we're all, we're all in business. You know, I don't have any problem with that, though. By the way, I, I, you know, one of my favorite movies is Independence Day, which is basically just an amalgamation of better sci-fi movies. Like it, Sour being an amalgamation of other bands' great songs is awesome. Like if I was an angry like teen oh, who got jilted by a boy who sings Billy Joel songs with a new girl, like I would totally steal. Her okay, and how many teens and do you album. think are singing Billy Joel songs? Other than theater kids, other than theater kids do. <laughs> other than me in two thousand three, I don't know. <laughs> She's a theater kid. They all like you. Tell me, like theater kids aren't singing like Piano Man and shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in in twenty twenty one, no children are singing fucking Piano Man. I don't know. Has there been a Billy Joel version of Dancing with the Stars no, dude, lately? I, I went. I was. I, I drove past Alderdice High School a, a couple a couple days ago, <laughs> and yeah. They were blasting down Easter Alexa. It was fucking. 
This is this is like in Billy Madison when he pulls up to the the high school a blasting REO speed wagon. That's Greg with with the fucking uh, I can't think of a Billy Joel song. My, I, I, late, River listen, of Dreams. I, do- late late period Billy Joel. Oh, my I was thinking isn't... of the one that's the doo-wop ripoff. What's that called? Uh, oh, the longest time. The longest time. Yes, that's Greg just my daughter's popping the collar listen, on I... his jean jacket. <laughs> I, like Orange Cassidy. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but my daughter's in sixth grade now. Mm. Her history class, it's just we didn't start the fire. That's all it is. They just sing it, and the kids learn about Wheel of Fortune and Sally Ride. <laughs> and Heavy Metal Suicide? Oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the most well-known couplet from that song, you think? Wheel of uh, Fortune, Sally, Sally Ride, Heavy Metal Suicide? or is It's is the one, one about uh, Leonard Bernstein, or is that frickin' End of the World? That's Aria! Same song, who gives a shit? Get <laughs> lost. You suck. <laughs> I don't know, AIDS Crack Bernie Gets is also pretty good, too. That's a pretty that's w- a, memorable that's a very, one, uh, too. <laughs> that's a very tri-state area-specific... <laughs> <laughs> I remember Bernie when I was gets. a little kid... <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant AIDS and crack. No, I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that one. That that affected everybody. Bernie when Gets. I, when no, I was a little nope, kid, just the subway. I got. I had like a book of David Letterman uh, top ten lists that somebody gave me or whatever, and like there were so many Bernie Gets jokes that I was like, oh, I feel like I understand what whatever is going on with this reference. I didn't at all. It turned out Bernie Gets uh, a man who just murdered some. some yeah, like kids. a murderous vigilante. Yeah. Um, does uh, Vegas win uh, the Stanley Cup with Jack Eichel now? Has he, is this the, the they fight, they went from the goalies to the to the winger to the defenseman and now they got their center? Is this is this what cracks the code? Is this what puts them over the top? I think they, I think they got to make the playoffs first, right? That's the. <laughs> I, just I and love, I don't think that's a guarantee right now. They're in a hole here. I mean, I'm not talking about that. This season, I'm willing to write off. Yeah, but. Starting in the fall, stuff is going to get. And as a hater, I think this is great because we're either we're either going to see a super compelling cup run <laughs> by the Vegas Golden Knights, or they're going to be utter failures. And I'm I'm ready I'm ready to track it. But they should they should. Uh, here's here's what I'll say though. If Alex, if this is who Alex Petrangelo is, <laughs> mm. they might be fucked. Uh, yeah, that's right. So we'll see. But he's. It, I think I agree with the sentiment that he's just trying to do too much because the team is very possible. Right yeah, possi- I agree. I, yeah, very possible. I buy that argument, but also, you know, at his age, guys it's just not, don't have not, it anymore. Sometimes it's not. It's not impossible that this is that this is who he is, and that it's not because yeah, of overexertion. That's Alex Petrangelo of the, of NHL. the NHL. The NHL's Alex yeah. Petrangelo himself. <laughs> hey, hey, so, soon to be Alex Petrangelo <laughs> of the KHL. <laughs> Oh wow! God, is no, nice. he'll be he'll be Alex Petrangelo of the Arizona the Coyote of, of the of the Arizona Coyotes cap friendly page in five years. <laughs> well, I hope that it works out. I hope for Me too. for Bill Foley's Me too. sake. It's fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. But uh, the excuses are over. They have they have all their pieces. the The expansion draft has you know gifted gifted them something else. Like yeah. let's 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 roll. Let's treat them, you know, as a as as copper bus for the next few years. I think I think it's good. That's right. 
Autobots transform and let's roll. <laughs> I like, I, I, but I like your thought that like it's either going to be Bill Foley going insane and tearing down the entire roster, or it's Bill Foley getting his ring. And speaking of rings, today's That's episode funny. of Puxy was sponsored by Manly Bands. Anyway. You know, I, I would really think so. Manly today, Bands. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I'm over caffeinated and underslept. Uh, Manly Benz is, of course, a proud sponsor of Puck Soup in the sense that uh, they are on the show. And also they have an amazing product, which is uh, wedding bands and rings for manly men. Uh, they have just about every earthly material imaginable covered in uh, their ring selection process. Uh, I have a titanium one from them. It's a really good looking ring. There's also like a little rubber placeholder ring that you can get from them, too, that you could use when you're like going hiking and stuff. Um, to get started, you have your guy order the Manly Ring Sizer for Manly Bands in order to ensure that the ring will fit perfectly during work and play. Once you know his size, it's time for the fun part. Manly Bands has an insane collection of materials to choose from. Sean, tell me which one of these you'd like most. Gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, or meteorite? Dinosaur bone. Well, of course. Like a, like a pterodactyl. Not a like an elephant. Like an elephant. No. No. <laughs> That's not one of them. If he's feeling more creative, he can even customize his band from scratch using the style, material, inlay, sleeve, and finish, including they've got, like, baseball wedding rings. If you're, like, one of those guys like the Red Sox, and you're like, I want to wear the Red Sox on my ring. I don't, I don't, I don't want to meet that person. <clears throat> right. Neither do I. Uh, unless it's Ben Affleck, in which case I would love to meet the man. I, I respect his work. Uh, Manly Bands offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and free warranty. So while there may be a 50% chance of your marriage working out, there's a 100% chance that he's going to love his band. In order to order uh, Manly Band and get 21% off plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash puck. That's Manly Bands. M-A-N-L-Y-B-A-N-D-S dot com slash puck. That's manlybands.com slash puck for 21% off of Manly Bands. The best damn rings, period. Is there anything else to say about the Eichel trade? I don't think so, right? Do everything? Yeah, I think uh, so. That's fine. The Calgary Flames. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Do you, so once again, it looks like Brad True Living is the, uh, the bridesmaid yeah. in, in a big trade situation. I mean, they're off to such a good start. Yeah, I don't know been... why you fuck with it. Like, this is, this is all house money on, on yeah. the one hand because nobody thought they were going to be anywhere near this good, right? Yeah. But also... They're in a really, speaking of interesting cap situations for next year, they have to resign, because I was looking at this when this was the big rumor uh, yesterday, Uh, Matthew Kachuk needs a new contract, and he's like two years away from free agency, and his qualifying offer is like nine or ten million dollars. Andrew Mangiapane, who's having a monster start to the year, needs a new contract. Johnny Gaudreau Mm -hmm. needs a new contact contract oliver shillington who's having a great breakout uh at age 24 25 uh he needs a new contract they're gonna have to give out a shitload of money this summer and i don't know how they're gonna do it so they're gonna lose somebody from this group in all likelihood it'll probably be matthew kachuk because you know there's the rumors that he wants out and uh, do you think that Johnny Gaudreau stays in? You think Johnny Gaudreau stays in Calgary? Because I mean, no, along no, no, no. along along with Jack Eichel is going to be a Golden Knight. Johnny Gaudreau playing for either the Flyers or the Devils has sort of been like <laughs> manifest destiny for fucking five years. I mean, I was so the the his final season of college hockey, the Frozen Four, was in Philadelphia. College hockey, and, no, and uh, he like just half the reporters on the Flyers beat were there, and they're like, "So you're going pro, right?" And he's like. 
no wink you know like <laughs> but but they but even then like he's not even in the nhl and people are like you know you could sign with the flyers you know like so this has been a long time coming i can't imagine speaking of guys that like the calgary media has been trying to trade for fucking four years Big johnny time. gaudreau um so like i don't think he sticks around and I, frankly, I think it would be kind of foolish for the Flames to make him stick around because it would cost a shitload of money, and he's like that's, 28, that's, 29 that's, already. That's sort of it. Like, do you want to give Johnny Gaudreau uh, a raise on – God, what is, what's he his, make, what's I'm on it, 675. 6.75. I always forget whether he's at 7. Yeah. Like, he's going to want more money because that's how it works, and that's, probably, that's what he deserves and he's having, to some extent. But like, like He had he, a great year last year. He's been very good this year. He recovered nicely last year. Like It wasn't last year where he got off to that really slow yeah, start. Yeah, and, then and he, like, he ended up. up near a point a game at the end of the season. Yeah. Is, the is there a fucking chance in hell he's not skating with either Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer next year? Like That just seems such an obvious fit for the Devils. I mean, I get why you want that to happen. Yes. Well, I, I, it's not that I, I want it to happen. I get, why, well, I, get why seems, I get why it seems so obvious for, to, to you. Well, because he's from Jersey. That's right. He's from South what? Jersey. Let's let's not. He's, he's not, from he, a Philadelphia suburb. He's not. You know who was from South Jersey? Brick, New Jersey's own Jim Dowd. You know what he did? He won a Stanley Cup with the Devils. Cher- I don't know what that has to do with anything. But. Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Bobby Ryan. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mandatory, That's mandatory right. mention. The big, I mean, the, the, the Jersey guy that you play for the Devils is Van Riemsdyk. He's from Middletown. He's from two two towns over from me. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Flyers would be interested in making that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I tell um, you what, I tell you what, my friend. The issue for the what New you, Jersey is they have, I think, like twenty million dollars in cap space next year, but they got to resign everybody. Yeah, so that's true. So while we're while we're in the Pacific, uh, what do you make of of the Oilers? Like, do you think they're going to win the cup like Butchagrass does? Well, if uh, if fucking Miko Koskinen keeps being a nine forty goalie, I think they have a really good chance. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's really what it. I mean, you know, again, we always said they're going to win a lot of six five six four five three type games. Right. They don't even need to come close to doing that. They're winning every game like four to one, right? So. Right. You know, uh, they're they're good. They were always going to be some level of good. Um, and then everybody was like, well, they're going to get sunk by their goaltending. That hasn't happened. That's that's why mm-hmm. this is, you know, they're not this good, but they're also never going to be bad enough to, like, not be near the top of the West now. They're just bad enough. They're just good enough to to really, really disappoint everybody whenever Costco Yeah, turns, when they lose in the second in, round. Yeah. When, when mm-hmm. like... They're going to get to that point, and then Koskinen's going to turn back into a pumpkin, or my, or, or, or Mike Smith is going to be whatever whatever happens. Someone will try to do a pumpkin. Yep, there will be pumpkins. Yeah, right. It's Leon Dreisaitl. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, San Jose, Anaheim, and, and LA are right now three through five in the Pacific. Of those three teams, which one has the best chance to make the playoffs? Probably San Jose. Yeah, I would think San Jose. Yeah, but that's just you know that's by default. Kings are the Kings are, blech, blech. Yeah, San Jose. I, I wrote a I wrote a piece about the California teams this week, and I didn't realize that San Jose kind of figured their shit out defensively. Like last year, they were a, the last two years they were porous in front of they were shitty defensively in front of horrible goaltending, which is not a recipe for success. But they've kind of like gotten a little bit better on D. Like they're an interesting team. I I, I don't know if I can. 
Like, if Vegas gets their shit together, I still think they'll make the playoffs. But, like, San Jose's got a maybe a shot. Do you think they have a better shot than Vancouver? Or do you think Vancouver has a better shot than San Jose? I think neither of them has a particularly good shot. <laughs> like, I think... Look, look, let's put it this way. Uh, San Jose... Or, uh, yeah, San Jose is, like, two, three games ahead of Vegas in the standings. Do I think that Vegas in the second half of the season is like, yeah, we're just going to win like 25 out of, our, out of our next like 32 games? <laughs> I think that's a real possibility. And, and you know, I think San Jose is going to kind of collapse a little bit. I don't I don't no, really buy it with James Reimer, 950 goalie, yeah. personally. Um, mm. If they if they keep getting like dead cat bounces from Carlson and Burns and and hurt and hurdles good and Eklund seems like he's good. Like there there's enough pieces there I think to they make can me, float it. To yeah. make me pick them over the Kings who aren't that good to begin with and have just been completely decimated. And then the mm. and then the Ducks who were well, like what? Zegris and Drysdale and like who gives a shit about it. And and Zegris is just getting and run Z- every Z- other and game Zegris now. And, and, and Zegris is is will will get hurt at some point over the next couple weeks. It just seems like that's the way it's tracking. Oh, how dare you! Why? Uh, I because don't want. The, I don't want that to happen. It's just like he. It just seems like ev- every time, every time you look up, it's like, oh, here's some other, some other borderline hit he took from somebody. It's going to happen. Most of them just from from a uh, Subban, right? If just uh, how is he not? How did he not suspend, suspend him? How how was he not know, suspended right? yesterday? Well, you like, got to like, isn't it like stars, the whole, man? You know, and, it isn't isn't the whole thing like you're supposed to just like. Ding the repeat offenders. Like, right? is he just going to do this shit once a week for the for the entire season? Well, I they're going to bump him up to cool, a twenty thousand dollar fine next, so you're all set. Yeah, Nothing that'd be a fun bit it. though. Like, like he woke up in the morning and said, "How long can I keep this going? It, just keep doing it to a new player." Completely, everybody. like anecdotally, based on the timing of all of all this shit o- over the last few weeks, it does seem like that's what he's doing. Like, he's like, ah, it's. It's uh, it's it's Wednesday. It's been a while. Time to time to try to trip somebody and get fined five thousand dollars. Is it any is it any wonder that he worked out with the Rock and now he's perfected a Russian leg sweep? <laughs> I guess. I, yes, the Rock, one of our greatest technical matsmen. I'm pretty uh, sure the Russian leg sweep was a uh, was a the Rock staple. I'm ninety percent sure about that. Was that was definitely I, that was for sure an Attitude Era staple. Like I feel like the, I feel like we saw a shitload more Russian leg sweeps in 1998 than, than many we people know. say. Many people refer to the Rock as a rich man's Dean Malenko <laughs> uh, when it comes to technical prowess. The man of a thousand and two holds. <laughs> Jericho's still got right. beat. All right. Well, I guess the other thing we should talk about, and it's kind of the reason that I wanted to have this particular Sean on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, due respect to, to Leahy, but I don't think he wrote, he wrote a scorched earth take on Gary Bettman's press conference. Finally, someone's really putting the boots to Gary <laughs> Bettman that- after all these years. <laughs> yeah. In, in, was that even what I did? I like. Is that did I like Terrace trip off? Finally, I don't know. I don't- finally, the truth comes out. Sean, I guess the first question is. How does it feel to never be allowed inside the NHL story, uh, or else you get shot on sight? Yeah, it's me and me and Rick Westhead, I guess. Red <laughs> we're doing on your chest. we're doing we're doing similar work in our in our thought of similarly by the league. Well, in Rick Westhead's case, he just stands in line outside the store, and they just forget to allow him in uh, at some point until Pierre LeBrun speaks up and says, "Hey, hey Rick Westhead's hey, in line back hey. here. Can you let him in the store? He wants to he, he wants to come in and buy some hats." <laughs> Let, let Rick in the store. I'd appreciate if you uh, <laughs> let my colleague Rick Westhead inside of this store. 
Now, here's my question. Um, so t- tell the people how you really feel about the Gary Bettman uh, Bill Daly press conference. The craziest part about it is that it was, aside from being immoral, it was it was stupid. <laughs> All right. Bad PR. Can you elaborate? Yeah. Like, like, my God, you have no sense of what will play publicly. Just a total lack of a lack of savvy on top of a lack of emotional intelligence and 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 whatever else. I think the most annoying part, and I said this a couple of days ago, but I'm I'm going to reiterate it, is that like, is all these fucking galaxy brain dorks who think they're bringing something to the table when they remind me or you or anybody else, like, well, you know, Gary Bettman's a lawyer, and that's what he. Yeah, I know, I know he's a lawyer. I know that's the capacity he was working in. Like, you don't have to. That doesn't mean anybody has to like it. That, that doesn't. That doesn't. It's, that doesn't it's, mean it's the right move. Like, yeah, no shit. It's kind of no weird. It's kind of weird how part of a lawyer's gig is to emotionally connect with the jury. Yeah. And uh, and and try to make their case by not only spelling out the facts but also trying to capture the emotional zeitgeist of the moment. Um, I don't know. What are you gonna say, Lambert? I I just. Like, I, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to watch the original, like, the, the, you know, like, while it was live or whatever. I saw the, the lowlights, if you want to uh, put it that way. You just way. Wanted, to, you wanted to binge all the interviews. Get that one, the shoveled day off. That's right, just, yeah. like, line up your day, get yourself a sub sandwich, and just sit on the couch and binge That's the, right. the interviews. Um, but it was just, like, they fucking thought they did a good job yeah, at the end that's, of that. Yeah, that's the wild part. <laughs> like, so incredible. Way to go. And that's what and that's what annoyed me more than anything is like I, I just don't you know classic Gary Bettman is when he pulls this shit when he's talking about the Coyotes Arena deal or expansion or whatever the fuck else and and you say like all right way to go he got me like he did like we did the dance he lawyered his way out of it all credit where it's due and he couldn't even do that shit this time it was it was wild it was it was just kind of generally generally ineffective in, in a in, in a human way and as a and as a and as a PR you know as a PR exercise which is just I don't know. It was wild to see. I thought it looked worse also after after the Chipman Chevel Dayoff presser, which like say what you will about whether Chevel Dayoff should still have a job, right? Whatever. But that was at least like that's what sem- semi effective um damage control in a situation mm-hmm. like that like that looks like and we didn't even get that from him so yeah i thought it was i thought it was a failure uh and a joke i thought there was eight minutes of empathy that bettman had and it was yep. in his first like opening mm-hmm. statement where he actually like addressed beach and talked about you know apologizing kind of for what he went through not apologizing directly but apologizing for what he went through and actually like talking about next steps even though they clearly had no idea what those next steps would really look like at least they were talking about this idea of like creating a network of organizations and yada 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 and actually like kind of addressing only once that was yeah they they addressed the issues and addressed the the victim and and it was all good for about eight minutes and then and then they got their backs up being asked a bunch of what did you know and when did you know it questions um, yeah. And then lost the thread of, of any sense of empathy. You know, the easiest thing they could have done, honestly, and, it, and, and I don't know why they didn't do this, but like you could have – they could have aligned themselves with everybody on that call and everybody I, in, in right. the hockey culture I, where, where they're like, you know what? 
fuck the Blackhawks, man. They they fooled our shit just like they fooled all of you. Mm-hmm. And and it's good that everybody's gone. And, and really, like much like how like Stan Bowman scapegoated John McDonough, like they could have totally scapegoated the Blackhawks and been like, this is a failure. This is why we find them. We're angry and you're angry. That, We're all going to work together to make sure that this ain't going to happen. That would have implied some blame to be placed on Rocky Words. And that ain't, yes. wasn't ever going to happen. Never. I guess, you're probably right. That was Maybe that's why they decided not you, to take that tact. That was my big... Maybe more than anything, when we, when we jumped off that fucking whatever it was on Monday, I was like, this is an exercise to protect not just the owners, but Rocky Wart specifically. And maybe he deserves it, and maybe he doesn't. But that was top of mind, top of list, 1A, B, and C was to deflect any potential blame from from Rocky Words. And I think and I think part of the reason the whole exercise got so distasteful for me is uh, you know, Greg like you said, the first few minutes it was like, mm, okay, this is like maybe you know, you've you've met our lowest expectations." And then the classic, you know, defensiveness and condescending you know, Batman came out where it was where the vibe and the undertone of all those answers he gave was like, "Why the fuck are you asking us about? Like, we told you, like, yeah. like, like, that's right. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, this is enough. Aren't you? Aren't you guys happy? You should be happy with this." It was just a total misreading of, frankly, the moods of the people who were on the call. Aside from the mood of, uh, aside from the mood of the public, so that's. That's what struck me is like you don't expect these guys to act, you know, in a, in any real with any real moral capacity or, or any kind of true decency. They're it's they're they're major pro sports commissioners. Like that is a right. class of human being that is a that that is freakish as a rule. But the right. complete failure from a PR standpoint is what really just blew my mind. Like that's, that's what took it from being just garden variety NHL bullshit for me to like, wow, this, this is, this is ineptitude on top, on top of all of it. Yeah. The, the, the way, you know, he fucked up is that some people were like, there are actually owners who don't want Barry and Gary Bettman to have the job anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's like, yeah, com- okay. That's First coming from all, somebody. I, that, that's not coming from a very reliable source, though. Okay, that's coming well, from 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 fucking Walsh. Who, it, all due respect to Walsh, who I love, like he smells blood, mm-hmm. he sees a wound, he takes his little fingers and opens the wound as, as far as he can because well, Gary's right. hurt. What I was what I was going to say is. I'm pretty convinced that, like, if if there are multiple owners, uh, two is multiple, right. right? Like, first of all. And second of all, uh, he, you would need, like, what, two, thir- three quarters of the league to be, like, no more Batman, And nobody, that's never going to fucking happen. Batman will retire on his own timeline unless he royally fucks I got this a, up. I got asked which, about, I got asked that right. on, like, I guess it was some sports, I was, the Vancouver Sportsnet station a couple of days ago yeah buddy yeah um like basically is it possible like i don't think people realize how much wide sp- if he has the support of fucking eight guys or nine guys or whatever it is then yeah. he's golden like there's no way that this leads to any sort of you know regime change now like i don't think yeah, like, i don't but, think people and i don't think people realize how, how how hard that is even if it, even if it were you know even if they wanted to do it, like it's there's mechanisms in place to to, it, to keep him in power. 
It, it all depends on which owners. Like, if it's Jeremy Jacobs, mm-hmm. like, yeah, which he's got a problem. <laughs> if it's fucking, you know, the the guy in Arizona and an Acolini, like, yeah, he's fine. He's he's okay. <laughs> right. There's not a problem. Um, the thing, the the part that lost me, and, and it was actually during his opening statement, where the, like the tires just started skidding for me, was the Quenville stuff. Yeah. Like I, I cannot insane. Insane comprehend. I can't like a. I can't comprehend the idea that you're not going to extend the same um, uh, punishment to Quenville that you do to every player why? pending a trial. Uh, but then to a max the fine fu- of five thousand dollars. Is that what you're talking? Well, about? Well, no, I just I just mean suspended, being suspended, and pending, suspended pending. until no, the hearing. Course, I know it's okay. fucking crazy. Right. It should have been. But the, like to evoke his fucking career win total. That's where. As, uh, like, what the fuck was that? I think I I read that as more since these things happened. He coached this many games. What's one more? And like yeah. that's obviously fucking stupid. But uh, like I yeah to evoke his. But career it, win it total made it order. sound like. Well, if this guy was Don Granado, we would have rung him up. But he's coached this many games. No, since then, uh, again, and that's I, why he gets the benefit of the doubt. I, no, insane. I think he was saying since the time, like since that time. Mm-hmm. That, no, I understand what he's saying. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But I, I think it, I think totally. But to it treat that to way. treat what happened. Oh, it's totally it's insane. It was a stupid fucking thing to say. To treat those 867 games or whatever it was that he coached before Wednesday with the same weight as the game he coached on Wednesday night was mm-hmm, just like absolutely. it was it was it was mind boggling. And I that honestly was so I, I kept my hand down for, for most of it, like in the Zoom room and then I put I put my hand up like about halfway through and ended up ended up ended up of course not getting a question. But that 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 was that was the big one, right? Like that that was a big clarification point. And then the other one, which was crazy, and, and I think this was basically in the same breath, it was certainly in the same section of the presser, is when he was like, well, the circumstances and facts are, were different around the devils and coyotes, and that's why they actually got punished more harshly than, than the, the Blackhawks Black did. Right. did. And he was saying that dollars to donuts, he was saying that because ownership had some knowledge of... That was the implication, right? Was that ownership right. ownership knew there, and here they didn't, so we didn't punish them that that harshly enough. But he did. I think it's, but he didn't come yeah, out and say right. it. And I fuck it. I real. I really wanted him to say like, what on earth could be different about these about the facts in the context here that led you to punish teams more harshly for cap violations and improper workouts than a sexual assault cover up? Yeah, yeah. Um. So you mentioned Shevel Dayoff before. I, I am I am in in the minority. I think that I don't think he should have lost his job. Uh, I'm kind of okay that he didn't. I, I I think a lot of people don't understand what assistant general managers do. I think some of them are really powerful, like Julian Breesbaugh when he was with Eiserman right. in in Tampa. Very powerful. Uh, this guy at that time in Chicago, not as powerful. Just kind of under underling. He leaves the room assuming. That McDonough and Bowman and McIsaac and Quenville, especially Quenville, because the guys on his staff are probably going to take care of it. Um, he has to live with the fact that he didn't follow up on it. And I'll say this: like, I don't think he should lose his job like the other guys did. But after thinking about it, and Kevin McGrand made this point too, and I think it's a good one. He probably should have been suspended or something because, like, something. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you're if you're Batman and you're like this two million dollar fine is mostly to make teams aware of the fact that there are going to be repercussions for your actions or inaction in this case 
in situations like this going forward. Okay, great. No one's no one's blaming Shevel Day off for what happened, but he's in that room. And if you're making this whole case about how like if you see something, say something, and call the hotline and let us know, and don't be a bystander. Well, he was a bystander, so. I feel like something to shovel day off in this situation, even if it's like a show suspension right. or some shit, right. like at least we'll tell people and compel people to be more active the next time something happens right. rather than just being like, well, the, the important people got this shit. I'm just going to go back to the salary cap. And even, yeah. even, beyond, I, even beyond that, what we got was Bettman saying explicitly shovel day off had no responsibility there. Like he, he said that. So like you, you, none, like not at all. Who has responsibility here? <laughs> like, like, do, yeah. do you bear yeah. some level of responsibility as a human being who is hearing that sort of shit to, like, I don't know, follow up and, and see what happened and at least, like, say, like, all right, I'm going to put a pin in that and see what goes on here in, in a couple weeks. Just complete, complete abdication on, on Bettman's part there, for sure. And I do feel yeah. better about, like I said, I, I – I think Shevel Dayoff and Shipman did about as well as you could given the circumstances, right? Like, like they they were closer to actually outlining deliverable things than the NHL was. I'll give them I'll give them some credit there. So, so two things I said last week when we were talking about uh, what should the pan like it, that when it came to like Joel Quenville's relationship with the Panthers and why didn't they fire him? It's like, well, he didn't do anything that the Panthers would have been like, this is a fireable offense to us, the Florida Panthers, a team that you work for nine years later or whatever, right? Versus, and, and versus like, you know, if, if he was still with Chicago or something, yeah, absolutely you fire him and you don't think about it for a second afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the same thing. I, like, what did Kevin Dayoff do as far as the Jets are concerned to, to deserve getting shit can you know like he didn't do anything wrong in his capacity as general manager of the jets right so yeah. so like i i totally get why they didn't fire him and that sort of thing um right i will say though that the best part of that press conference for me was like when they were like so when he got hired, we had some quotes here from Stan Bowman of like, oh, he was so integral to the Chicago. That was so good. Yeah, he he, <laughs> right. he actually got CC'd on every single – like they just could have had every possible – There, was li- there wasn't break. a single thing that happened in this building that Kevin Ch- – He had, his, he had his finger about, on the pulse. <laughs> Yeah, and that That's was such great. a that was the best part of any of those press conferences for me. I was just like, damn, he really got his ass on that. Mm-hmm. Right, that rock. Fast forward like like eight years, and it's like, yeah, I was carrying in the Duncan, and all of a sudden they looked at me and they're like, hey, did you hear about this assault? I'm like, what? I was just getting you guys coffee. Yeah. <laughs> this is anybody want Panera? <laughs> What? What are we doing for lunch today? Oh, okay, I'm just going to leave. I don't know. You, you guys are... I don't know what's going on here. See you later. Oh, so, so Joel, you got this? Because he's on your... Okay, he's on your staff. You got this. Okay, so let me... Okay, so Chipotle run now? Because it's my turn to get it. And I was just wondering if you guys were hungry yeah. after all this chitty, chitty, chitty chat about all this stuff. Sounds good. Figure out your orders. I'm going to go take a real quick dump down the hall, and then I'm going to go pick it up. It'll be fun. <laughs> By the way, uh, the, uh, Chipotle now the both the official Mexican themed <laughs> quick service and Mexican themed fast casual restaurant of the NHL. Is there is there <laughs> any way for them to not be fifteen years behind? I know. 
It's so good. It's so specific. It's so specific. Yeah, they really they they're like really leaving the door open for like um for for the like the Greek food version. What's that place called? Like uh, Kava or something like that. Like Kava, yeah. Yeah. They're really leaving the door open for Kava to come in and be the Greek-themed fast casual restaurant of the NHL. Yeah. Uh, t- the- 15 years after it stops being good and 10 years after they give half the country diarrhea. <laughs> they got to be bad the NHL is proud to sick a- before you're a partner of the NHL. The NHL is proud to announce that Auntie Anne's is the official individual pretzel bite with dipping sauce <laughs> of the National Hockey League. Uh, not to be confused. Plenty of room for Wetzel's to get right back in. Like, five oh no! Oh, wait. Wetzel's, Wetzel's just signed with National Lacrosse. They had to, they had to go with the other sponsorship. Yeah. Opportunity. Not to not to be confused with Super Pretzel, which is the official microwavable take home soft pretzel of the National Hockey <laughs> That's League. That's right. You know what? Like, <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Why not just like fill every little niche they in do. the market? They do. The Penguins beer sponsors are like that. Here, they have like. The official there's like official Canadian beer, official like local beer. Somehow Miller Lite, Labatt, and, and Iron City Light are like three official beer sponsors of the Penguins. It's because That's they, cool. it's because Fuck they it. fucking not? get that granular on it, which I'm fine with. Oh shit! I just I just got the press release. Yeah. Um, Panda Express is now the official orange chicken piece with a toothpick through it. Wow. On a plate at the mall of the National Hockey League. Isn't that incredible? It's amazing. The official, uh, you know what? I will have one of those free samples. Thanks. I'm not a big Panda Express guy. I never really I never really lived around. I always lived around shitty Chinese food that I would just go. Well, I mean, I've had it there in the times. mall. It's there, fine. Whatever. It's weird seeing it in the in the wild. Like yeah, there's, there's so. I've seen like restaurant, like, like standalone, like standalone Panda court. Expresses. Yeah. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But those samples were... I don't even know if they do samples anymore because of COVID. I was just at uh, uh, Costco a couple weeks ago, um, and they they started doing samples again, but they're, like, shitty. They're not, like, fun, like fun samples. And they, they launched them at you out of a T-shirt gun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Social distancing. And they're, yeah, and they're, <laughs> they get, and they're just they get, a little hint of Lysol in, in the right. days, too. They get uh, Brandon Tanev to come out and throw a French bread pizza over the glass to you, much like the salmon in Seattle. Yeah. That rock. By the way, that's cool. I love the salmon thing. That fucking The salmon thing is awesome. really cool, isn't it? They're throwing. The story behind that. Yeah. The story behind that I got, I got was really fun. Like the, the, the idea that they're so meticulous that they made the salmon the exact size of a salmon that you could legally uh, catch and not have to release. Um, like they put salmon facts on it that. to make sh- yeah like they, they put they, there's little fact sheets that are attached to each salmon they throw to the crowd about sustainable sustainable salmon farming and shit like it's incredible it's they really, should really send clever. me one of those I love salmon I, I, I think they're so cool not a, not a salmon they guy also, like as an animal or like as yeah a, both entree both okay they're, they're a, why do you think they're cool as an animal? animal they're just like it's like a fucking fish that a bear eats I don't like I don't like them as a food and let me tell you guys, I fucking hate them as animals. <laughs> Whoa! I, I, you not like them I hate They're salmon. They're so tasty. <laughs> Gentilly, do you like do you like sushi? Yeah, I, I, I do. I have a thing with salmon. I, there's no real explanation for it. It's just one of those things that I didn't like as a kid, and my palate hasn't like. I, it's probably the only thing that I just can't bring myself to like all that much. Like I'll I'll I'll, I'll have like. A piece of a salmon roll, if it's like part of a spread, just be- just because. Okay. But I'm I'm never gonna order it on its own. Like like if like if you- is it because is it because the silent L or the L silent? I've been calling it salmon this whole time. Mm. 
Do you like um, breakfast cereal? <laughs> Is this a trick? No. It, do you like breakfast cereal? I love cereal. Then you're going to love Magic Spoon. Yeah, Today's episode right. of Puck Soup is sponsored by Magic Spoon. Never do it. Magic Spoon. <laughs> Gentilly didn't. Growing up, cereal is one of the best parts of being a kid. But you know what the thing is? It is loaded with a sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. And as someone who's trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food, especially like late at night when I might be having a bowl of cereal, uh, you, you really can't eat anything anymore. Um, but here's the thing. Magic Spoon has a better way, okay? It's a healthy breakfast that doesn't have to be boring. They have all the amazing flavors that you loved as a kid without, without all the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low-carb. The variety pack, this is the one you want to get, has got four flavors. Cocoa, wink, Fruity, wink, frosted, you see what I'm saying? Wink, and peanut butter. Uh, the, the flavors are delicious, and the best part about it is that you know that you're not overloading your body with a bunch of sugar and nonsense. Go to magicspoon.com, M-A-G-I-C-S-P-O-O-N.com slash puck to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code PUCK at checkout to save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash PUCK. Uh, and then PUCK at checkout for $5 off your offer. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash PUCK, promo code PUCK, $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Um... Anything else to cover? Uh, uh, the fine. reason, by the way, we didn't get to it. The reason salmon are cool is they are born in freshwater, live in the ocean, uh, like, pretty much full-time, and then they go back up rivers and stuff like that to uh, lay their eggs. That's They're swimming cool. upstream. Yeah, yeah. They're swimming upstream. Do you ever see, like, when they have the bridge for salmon to go over stuff? Need like you, the like no. the weird elevators? They're cool. You should look at them. Losers. What the fuck did, salmon, did you say? Weird elevators? Salmon yeah. are losers. Yeah, like uh, like when when they build like a dam or something like that, and the salmon still need to get upstream, they'll put in like weird ramps for salmon to accessible go over. accessible entrances for salmon, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a hundred percent right. But not like an elevator, like a ramp. Well, like it's called. I think it's called a salmon elevator. It's like a or a, I'm sorry, ladder. It's a it's a salmon ladder. That's also what Green Arrow used to train was a salmon ladder, I believe. I don't know. Oh, I man. don't get that I, reference. I, I missed I missed that one. Not a big fan of the CW boys. Oh, no, I, I the only Stephen Amell show I'm ever going to watch is Heels, the greatest Heels. show in the in the history yeah. of television. I haven't really been on. Did you like? Did you, I haven't really been sorry. on the C, the CW and I, I was a I was a WB guy back in the day as someone who Absolutely. who lived who lived in a house yeah. mainly mainly with women. I that was on TV a lot, and I picked up on a lot of that shit. Well, you know, I had a really uh, blur oasis relationship with the WB. I was more of a UPN. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, Homeboys in Outer Space, uh, The Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer, Shasta McNasty, of course. McNasty. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. We've said that. In the Star same Trek time. Voyager. Some seasons of SmackDown. I mean, UPN was where it's at for people that hate television. Um, Sidney Crosby got COVID. That's a story. Yeah. How about that? Happened. that? 
the least um, surprising thing that could have fucking happened to Sidney Crosby. I really got to stop. It's, I really got to stop going to practice and coughing an in this absolute, guy's mouth. <laughs> an absolutely <laughs> accursed player. <laughs> right? But also, like, it's kind of weird. As of right now, the NHL does not have their, like, COVID list that they've had for the last yeah. two seasons. And it feels like a lot of people have it, and maybe they should bring it back. I don't know if the Penguins, feel. the Penguins might be holding the belt right now. They've had eight guys have had it. <laughs> Have had right, have, and then in other and other guys have been exposed, and like Tristan Jari had a false positive. I mean, like they're they're in double digits in terms of guys who've been affected by 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 a test in in one way in one way or another. It's crazy. Twenty seven guys have COVID, and they've gone fifteen and zero during that stretch. That's right, fucking Penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here to talk about. Pekka Rene is getting his number retired. Good for him. Who's surprised? Who could be surprised? Happened. Oh, Marion Gabrick retired today. Remember Marion Gabrick? Remembering some guys? Yeah, uh, that's because his contract finally expired. Is that right? <laughs> I love Mary. I love Marion Gabrick. <laughs> yeah, like, he rocked. While, like early period Marion Gabrick was a blast. Yeah, he's lost. So cool. that, that guy. Yeah. Th- that guy is lost to the ages. Like we we saw him with the Rangers and whatever, but that was you know more people were exposing with the Rangers, but. Like early early era, he was man five goal game. Yeah, Marion he was Gabrick. Awesome. yeah. But it was also like the thing where like he was so good, and then he played for the Jacques Lemaire Wild, and he's like doing whatever he can in that system. But he mm-hmm. probably would have been Kovalchuk if he had played in another on another team at that point in his yeah. career. Two really good years with the Rangers, and then uh, that was about it. it. Yeah. Uh, what a Dan cup, Craig at least retired. one, right? One at least one cup? With L.A., yeah, and he was good in that playoff. Uh, Dan Craig retired, the guy who makes ice for the NHL. Does this uh, does retired. this mean that we're allowed to say the ice at uh, winter se- uh, classics and stuff like that? Like, it sucks, it's really fucking it's bad. Ba- it's, bad, it's bad and dangerous and... Or are we not allowed to say that because... <laughs> I just... I just don't know what happened. Like, is there another person who makes ice now? Like, I, somebody said that maybe his kid or something is going to make. Oh the yeah, ice? that's the kind. That's the kind of uh, the kind of stuff you only get uh, like generation to generation. <laughs> My father was an NHL ice maker. Yeah, his right. father was an <laughs> NHL. Ice they're, they're treating right. them. They're treating them like they're cobblers or something. That's like, right. The, right. the tricks right. the trader passed down. They're simply. No I was born an NHL ice man. I'll die an NHL ice man. I I am an ice man. <laughs> you would agree. <laughs> This is my son and my uh, partner, H.W. Craig. H.W. Craig. <laughs> Dan Craig. Dan Craig standing by melting ice at the Winter Classic. Drayden! <laughs> I've abandoned my child. <laughs> Suppose I have an ice rink and you have an ice rink. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the milkshake proxy would be. I keep on coming back to like melted Zamboni ice, but it doesn't. Yeah, really whatever work. that slurry chemical they put in it to make it like fifty degrees <laughs> of fifty degrees instead of thirty-two. I well, drink your Insta Freeze. Well, I drink it up. Actually, that takes us to the official take-home milkshake of the National Hockey, <laughs> National Hockey League. Frozen with an apostrophe N. It's the kind you get at fucking gas stations. Um, somebody has one now, like that. That's like that. That's pretty good. I tried it recently. No, I can't remember. It's like Klondike uh, or F- something. 
F-R-O-Z-N is my app that allows me to order milkshakes and also date people that like milkshakes. <laughs> That's what, oh, by the way, this, this is the one I was trying to think of. For real. F apostrophe real. Those are the ones that you buy at, you know, they're, you can buy them at gas stations. They have a little machine that you, like, pop the, pop the milkshake in to mix yep. it up. Yep, yep. For real. The official wow. gas station milkshake of the National Hockey League. But yeah, Klondike does have them, uh, like little pouches that they're like the, they look like uh, uh, Capri Suns, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chocolate one's great, the vanilla one, not so good. This has been stick. Well, this has been stick to sports. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll close the episode with an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Um, you have uh, two choices, and this is interesting. One of them, one of them is kind of relevant to our previous conversation. You can either do overrated, underrated, okay. favorite, least favorite. Uh, NHL writers with the first name Sean. <laughs> no thanks. Only, is the there last. more than there's. Is there more than three? There's fucking okay. There's a hundred. Dude, oh, Sean, Sean Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, okay. Sh- Four. Shapiro, Fitzgerald, McIndooch, and Tilly, Leahy, Leahy. Uh, yeah. Who gets left out? I'm, should I start? I'll start a feud with Shapiro. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I Sean, don't know him at all. I've Shapiro, never spoken to them. Shapiro, de- de- definitely not a great writer and a really nice dude. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, the other one is sushi items. Sushi items. Yeah, what does that mean? I gotta tell you, both of these stink, Greg. These are not good. Let's let's move on. Chicken wing flavors. Okay, now we're talking. Here we go. Let's fucking go. Yep. Okay. Chicken wing flavors. Uh, Overrated. Standard barbecue. Overrated. Don't ever need it. Standard barbecue is my answer as well. Don't ever need it. Uh, Buffalo for me. Oh! Fuck off. Fuck off. It's no good. But it's like great. It, it, it's so good. It's not even the best of like this kind of spicy wings you can get. I'm not I'm not fucking The vinegary good the vinegary goodness of a buffalo sauce. It's a bit too much. Combined with I the, I gotta, with the I creamy greatness you. of a blue cheese dressing. Is one of the greatest tastes you can find on the planet. On the planet. Those two tastes. There's it's a, good, but like I like a chipotle in, instead. instead well, of don't get ahead of yourself. There's a, okay. underrated. Uh, underrated. Um, underrated, just like a classic, like Cajun dry rub. I feel like people. I feel like people don't give that enough love. That's I was also gonna say a dry rub of some kind. You you uh you can't fucking beat it. I think. There's a teriyaki. There's a uh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, because here's the thing. Everybody thinks it's teriyaki chicken and other dishes, and then they wouldn't get teriyaki wings. But you know what? Teriyaki wings are really fucking good. There's a there's a local wing chain here called Big Shot Bob's, and the whole gimmick there is they have like a hundred different sauces, or sure. whatever, and it's and it's wild. I, I the place is place is insane. It's fucking crazy, dude. <clears throat> favorite favorite um, favorite for me is is like spicy parm. Like a like oh that's a, good. A, a garlic parmesan is so garlic good. parmesan is so really, good. Really, yeah. really fucking good. Need a little need a little bit more heat. So give me some buffalo and, and some and a nice a nice dusty parm mixed in. That's that's my go to. Always has been. Mm. My dusty answer... parm, the Italian cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a me. That, hey, that, I thought I was good at the impressions me? on this show. That was incredible. There you go. That's me. <laughs> 
These town ain't big enough for the both of us. It's either it's okay. That, that's a good question. Is it an Italian person saying cowboy shit or a cowboy saying Italian shit? That's the question. I think I, know, I think this... it's one of each, and they're rivals. I don't know, but this sounds like an amazing spaghetti western. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew it. Yeah, uh, my answer, by the way, uh, uh, the soy garlic from Bonchon. Okay, specific. I I like. You it. ever have that? That fucking is like a 15 out of 10 for me. Huh. Love it. It's My favorite is a spicy barbecue... Oh, spicy barbecue. A, a spicy buffalo wing. But like mm-hmm. a step down from the one that's kind of like a challenge to eat, but like two steps up from regulation. So hot. That's basically... But not like hot. That's basically my like... That's where I'm at too on, on spice level. Yeah, that's like I, I don't want hot where it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Cooper took me to get Nashville oh. hot chicken once, and he fucking it just. Where'd you me. Where'd you go? Do you Do you remember which one you specifically went to? Went to we went to I, I, he took me to one I had never heard of, but then I went to Hattie's and I realized my the issue was that he got like the extremely hot. He said he's oh, like, oh, Greg, I want to get you the extremely hot one because I wanted to impress you as a tourist in Nashville. And I'm, and no, dude, hey, I'll dude, never we forget. Went to, uh, we you and I went to Bolton's together. I just, I just remembered that. You remember that? Oh, the catfish you place. Got, you got catfish, and I got I got, yeah. I got chicken, and it was great. It was perfect. That's that right. The, the hot catfish was perfect, too. No, he took me to this place, and he had me eat, like, extraordinarily spicy hot chicken because he wanted to impress me about the spice levels in Nashville. And I'll never forget this because it was right around the time. It was the John Scott thing, yep. right? Um, and NPR had me on to talk about the John Scott thing. And they had me on, like, I forgot about the call, as I always do with fucking interviews he they, i was supposed to do the interview like during our lunch and i ate this food and i swear to god it numbed my tongue mm-hmm. so like they're bringing over milk to the table to try to like reactivate my mouth so i could actually like speak during this interview i had to do with npr and so i don't know it's probably out there somewhere it's like greg tell us about the enforcer who made the also like <laughs> don't stop make the game and, and so it's it's like it was horrible it was nightmarish no but like not not painful buffalo wings but but really really good, good hot uh least favorite uh type of of uh, chicken uh, buffalo wing uh flavor hmm i like when they just put that like uh non-specific glaze on it you know what i'm talking about like where they're just mm-hmm. like it doesn't really Tastes like any identifiable thing, but there is like some kind of a glaze on it. Get the fuck out of here! You got to put some effort into it. Garlic. I know this is not. Go ahead. No, I was saying garlic butter is typically not enough for me. I know people like to keep it simple and go with that. I, I don't. I don't love that. But I mean, Greg, this dovetails right into what you just said. Anytime it's like the fucking psychosis sauce at at, yeah. at whatever, get the fuck out of here. Don't eat it at all. Like I am past, I'm definitely past that point in my life where I, where I want to just ruin myself for the sake of, you know, double dare food. No, thank you. Never again. Now I I I think I've maybe said this on this, one of our podcasts. Let's put it that way. Um, of one time, like I I do like it quite spicy usually. Um, and around here, when you go get spicy food, you got to be like, can you make it a little spicier than you normally would? Just yeah, because, the, like, the Puritan palates can't handle it. We we really can't. We're like, oh, this milk is. Send this back. This is too hot for me. Um, 
And so they were like, okay, if you say so. And they did it, and I was like, oh, I think I'm dying. Yeah. I took, like, two bites and was like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I fucked up bad. This is a place um, that takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. My choice here, and I know it's not going to be a, a, a one that's popular, because it breaks the rule of the game, which is I'm not going to say a flavor, but fuck it. My least favorite kind of buffalo wing is a boneless wing. Mm. What's the fucking point? point the joy of using your yeah, teeth yeah, yeah. to rip the flesh off a bone yeah. is the joy it's of eating for children a it's wing. for little kids uh i went to a celtics game the other night and my friend uh and i went to a restaurant to get dinner beforehand and the at the table next to us a dad was saying like we should get you the boneless wings to like a five-year-old you know yeah and right. uh and for babies yeah it's it's for it's for little kids that, well, like, that's yeah. anybody like, so, who gets a bonus. I, I, to, I totally, totally agree with you. But like psychologically, why do I reject buffalo uh, boneless buffalo wings or boneless wings? And why am I okay with like tenders and nuggets? Like what? Like how? Mm-hmm. What's what's the thought process there? Why why are those good to me? And why why do I have no time for boneless wings? Hmm. Well, in the case of tenders, it's a different experience. It's long. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a different sort of chicken uh, configuration than a wing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it does fall back on a a classic food rule that we talk about on Mise en Pot a lot, which is that if there is a better version of the thing, you're not going to like the thing. Yeah, it's simulation versus simulacrum, right? Where, like, if they they were saying, well, you know, like, we, we... uh, I've just pressed this chicken into the shape of a wing to make you think it's a wing versus right. uh, if they were just like, eh, here's a fucking chunk of chicken in nugget or tender form, you would go, oh, that's fine then. You know, like that, that's really it. Like they, they're, they're trying to deceive you in a way that your brain rejects. There's also, there, right, there's like, also like a social yeah. aspect of eating wings too, where it's like, yo, we're, we're going out with wings with the, with the dangerous night's crew or whatever it is. <laughs> um, it's just not. It's just not there. It's not there with boneless either. Right. Are you guys doing market price wings? Uh, do, do they have those? Do they have those for you right now? N- oh no! Oh no! No no! I don't know. I, no. I think no. They they haven't reached that point. What are they treating it like lobster? The damn supply chain. A hundred percent. I went to a. Pl- I wow. I got wings a couple. I got wings last week, and it was straight up market price. It was it was listed on a menu like it was like it was. Like it was fucking king you know, crab stay, legs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, when when they take the chicken and form it into the shape of a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> but you're not actually eating T Rex. Does that bother you, Lambert? I wouldn't. Again, I'm not a child. I would never get that kind of thing. <laughs> Jury's out. Someone someone got that for me as a joke one time, and I really was like, I'm not gonna fucking eat this shit. Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine that joke went over well. Um, all right, that's Puxu for this week. My God, so much to talk about. Uh, you can read my stuff on ESPN. Uh, I had a story on the three California teams drop on the morning of the Eichel trade. I trades, saw so that, dude. I, the, I, I, I saw that and was, I was just like, oh, oof. Congrats to the three people that read that. Well, hey, listen, the good news is that my column is actually running on Friday. Uh, so that didn't get uh, market Dude, corrected. Dude, you got... You got allow me to write about Eichel. You got hit twice this week. You had the Rule 48 look back that they dropped on the on uh, Batman Day, right? Or whatever it was. Yeah, that might have been in my favor, though, based on how the NHL felt about that. some of the parts of that story. <sighs> um, 
<laughs> hey, look over here. You have to do a mm-hmm. press conference about sexual assault. Um, and the, so it's fine. I, you know you know me. I write a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So what it, there's never a, a good time for stuff to... Hey, the Dougie Hamilton thing felt on a, on a good day. Nothing else was really going on. And everybody read it and liked it. So if you missed the, any of this stuff, Rule 48 on Monday, Dougie Hamilton on Tuesday, California teams today. I wrote my Eichel trade grade like Gentilly did. You could all read that stuff on... ESPN.com, provided you pay for it, uh, in most cases. Um, yeah, go to EPRingside.com. Uh, I mm. wrote a pretty good amount this week. I wrote about the Adam Fox. Oh, we didn't talk about the Adam Fox extension. Who cares? Uh, yeah, it's a, a classic uh, no-notes uh, uh, extension. Th- that's not the interesting thing about that deal, anyway. Um, no, the interesting thing about that deal is the uh, the nightly prayers that Chris Drury is making to have Alexei Lafreniere, Alexis Lafreniere uh, break out in like three years yeah, rather than Chicago, two, so you right. can bridge him. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, the other thing about the Rangers is, boy, wouldn't you have rather given up the fucking package or maybe even the package plus uh, that Vegas did no, got- instead of instead of giving Mika Zibanejad eight years? No, they got for seven years. They got they got Sammy Blaze. They'll be fine. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I wrote about them. I wrote about how the Canucks stink. I wrote about uh, college hockey. I wrote about or I did a mailbag and then I wrote about the Eichel trade. So very busy week for me. Um, and if you want to sign up for an annual subscription to EP Rinkside, uh, use the code I Love EP, all one word, and you will get an extra three months tacked on to the end of that subscription oh, for free. Wow, what a what a steal! So sign up There's for that. Like overt advertising mm-hmm. on this advertising free podcast. I don't even know what to say. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Sean? You got you got. God, I, I was on. So I, I was on hammer dropping duty for the Blackhawks last week so I wrote a few things there I got the trade grades it's rolling now have some oh have a good have a good bit that me and Cousins got out of Bryce Salvador uh, in wake of whatever, whatever mm. bullshit he had to deal with over over the weekend so we did a write up of that and also have the podcast posted on the feed for the Athletic Hockey Show uh, and after I hang up with you it's time to crack into the old power rankings with Don Luschician hopefully he doesn't fuck up his Horribly as he did last week. So, have to remember how you say his last L- name. Here we go. It's it. like it's like Curtis decision, right? No, it's not. What? No, it's not. What? It's not. It's not. I, I thought it, that's I what thought I always was, say. It. It's not right. Life. It's loose chicken. It's yeah. like loose chicken, except there's a shh in, in, in it instead. Loose chicken. Yeah, I wish there was a shush right. every time you were freaking talking. You right? motherfucker! <laughs> so it's Morticia. Is that is that close, close, or is there no M in it? The alphabet in Ontario. The Ontarian alphabet. Don Luschician. I wish we used the term Ontarians more. It sounds like a Star Trek race, and I kind of dig it. It does. Wow, good point, Greg. He did it, folks. Ah, an Ontarian like James Myrtle. Isn't he from BC? He's a British Columbian. Yeah. But he lives in Toronto. Yeah, but he's going to be pissed if you said that. Okay, so if you live in Toronto, but you're from BC, you can't be an Ontarian. You're a Torontonian. Mm. Toronto where? But he's like like Colombian, is, is actually what he is. Right. Think there's any British people in Colombia, and then they would actually be British Colombians. <laughs> and they're by way of London, and then it's really confusing. <laughs> it's like uh, babies in Guadalajara or New Mexico. Well, I, I grew up in London, and now I live in Quito. I'm a British Colombian. There it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the one lonely fish and chips, chips joint in, like, Bogota. <laughs>
All right. We'll talk to you guys uh, soon. Mailbag, all that good stuff. Thanks for Gentilly for pinch hitting for, uh, for uh, Dan Goes Brown, who should be back soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you. Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slap shots and goons. We've got smoothly commentary to what if you commute. But we also cover movies, TV shows, hits and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hockey and nonsense. Box soup. Ciao.